Hi guys and welcome to Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. So I'm Tony Collingwood and down below is Anthony Utley. The two of us are going to be... Always down below. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, oh, the Antonant of, uh, of animation. Uh, we also have uh, five wonderful people who have agreed to pitch their shows to our equally wonderful panel of judges. So a big thank you to them before they even begin for being here for us today. And our four executives need no introduction, though we will, because they are representing four of the major players in our industry. Uh, they each have an awful lot of money behind them and their companies, and personally. In fact, they're all lowered into those chairs early today because their pockets are so full of money, they just can't wait to get rid of some of it. So we don't have very long today because we have five people. The maths is horrendous. We only have an hour. And so we are going to begin with the first of our pictures. Now, before we do begin, the whole idea of this, the theater of the moment, is that each of our dragons has 1,000 pounds of their own money. They can then bid against each other if they like the work they're hearing. And if they win the bid, and if the pitcher agrees to go with that uh, company, then that company gets three months exclusivity to be able to talk to them about their idea without anybody else coming in. So really, it's just a way of them so showing that they're serious about the show, they can bid against each other, and it's all terribly exciting, or it might be, we'll find out. So we are going to begin with Galapagos X, and it is Shabnam Rezi who is going to come up here and give us five minutes. So thank you very much. Thank you. Are you ready? I, I, we'll, we'll see, right? Yeah, okay. It's go. all going to be fine. They're going to be good. Yeah, they're so, going to be good. All right, so okay. just take a deep breath. Here we go. All right. Go for it. Okay, thank you, you Tony. My name is Shabnam. I'm from Big Bad Boo Studios. Um, I'm pitching today our show called Galapagos X, which is a show we have in development uh, focused on science, uh, science-based show for four to seven, what we call Preschool Plus, um, 50 to 11's 2D animated series. Um, let's see if this thing works. Perfect. So this show is in development, so bear with me in terms of uh, all of the things that need to be fleshed out. Uh, the show basically is about four kids that are stationed in the Galapagos Islands, and they do research, and they go on several missions to rescue and help animals that might be in distress. So uh, we have four great characters. Uh, Otis is our first character. He's, um, he's called Otis, or Captain O, as they like to call him. He's the leader of the group. He's the co-captain with Cam that you're going to meet later. He's very brave, relaxed, and self-confident. And he can make decisions without too much information. So it doesn't heavily rely on facts too, very much. Um, he likes loyalty and friendships. And um, he's of Italian heritage. And he also has uh, herbs palsy in his right hand, which is a uh, condition he was born with. Um, our next character is Cam. She's co-captain with Otis. Um, Cam is uh, the skeptic of the group. She's the one who asks the hard questions and wants to chase down the truth. Um, Cam often disagrees with Sherry, who's the engineer in the group. She's very emotional, excitable, and empathetic on a very deep level. And uh, Cam's background is Irish, and she's super proud of it. Uh, next, we have Hagen. 
Hagen is seven years old. He's very opinionated, impetuous, and he likes to run headlong into situations without thinking too much. Uh, he is the youngest of the group, so we call him the baby of the group. Um, and he likes to pretend like he's really sure of himself and jump into things headlong, but sometimes he has the wrong analysis and gets the whole group into trouble. Um, and finally, uh, this is just a little clip with Cam and Hagen arguing. And finally, Sherry, she's the engineer of the group. Um, obviously, Sherry being the engineer, she relies on facts and science and data. Um, she doesn't have a really good sense of humor, and uh, she doesn't get rattled very much. Uh, she's of Iranian heritage. And our last character is Bobby. Bobby is a, um, what we call a blue-footed booby, which is a bird that's native to the Galapagos Islands. They actually have blue feet like that, and they're super cute. Um, she's very silly and smart, and she's loyal like a dog. And Cam found her on one of the expeditions, so she comes in really handy uh, when it comes to going on the expeditions. They have a group of animal friends, and there's a mainframe in the station at Galapagos Islands called X-AIM, which is a um, mainframe system that calls in the missions that our group then goes out to investigate and research. Um, I have some, uh, some art that I did. I don't really have any animated clips to show you. Um, we have a sample episode called Turtle Trouble, where the group is, um, gets called into um, by X-AIM into uh, investigation mode, and the mission basically is that there's a, tr uh, there's a turtle that's in trouble in the um, Great Barrier Reef. So the team needs to get dispatched to figure out what the issue is, and so they get dispatched down to the Great Barrier Reef, they investigate the turtle, it turns out there's a straw stuck in her nose and she can't breathe, so she's in high distress. Um, the team carefully removed the straw from her nose. Um, this wasn't quite how I imagined it, but my board artist did it like this, so there you go. Um, and they obviously release her back into the wild, and that would be the end of our episode. What's um, kind of cool about this show is that uh, I'd like to partner with Google Expeditions to create a whole other virtual reality experience with the show, given that it's based on science and discovery. And I don't know if you're familiar with Google Expeditions, but they're basically a free app that you can download with hundreds of thousands of backgrounds that exist. Um, and they're right now they're live action uh, film uh, backgrounds. So uh, they're in about a million schools around in the US and they're also in the UK. And what we'd like to do is partner with them and provide backgrounds that are in animated format and then bring our story out into the VR world so that we go to get to the turtle, we save the turtle, but then we can also look around the Great Barrier Reef and find facts and science about the particular environment that we might be in. Um, little quick bit on Big Bad Boo, we're based in New York and Vancouver. We've been in business for 10 years, uh, worked with major broadcasters, we have about four shows under our belt, and we hope to get Galapagos X underground, underway very soon. That's me. Please stay, please stay, please stay, you can stay, yeah. This is the auction part. Because, oh, right. uh, yeah, that's, uh, this is the exciting bit. Amazing. So, and you did it in five minutes, which is did, amazing. Right? So much to, so much to see. So, so guys. sharks or dragons? Because I watch both shows. <laughs> they're, they're cuddly, lovely people with lots of money. <laughs> so, Eric, what did you reckon? I, I really love this. I think it's, uh, it touches on a lot of things that, personally, I like straws are in my big vein. Um, I, I really, I think there's something really cool here. Um, you know, the educational part is obviously something that narrows the market for selling, but it's, um, I'd be willing to put in 200 
pounds to, to, to bat it. Okay. All right. I'll take it. Good. Straight in there. Yeah. Why not? Okay. So, uh, you haven't even dug deep. That's well, it's your turn. Luckily, Nigel Pickard, <laughs> Nigel Pickard has far more money than... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we all know that. That was that. mine, didn't we? Um, <laughs> to, can you just talk a little bit more about Google Exhibitions? Because that sounded really interesting, that, yes, so, I would love that to. whole angle of it. Yeah, so they have partners like the National Geographic and the Smithsonian, and basically they provide the application, and their content providers provide the content, usually backgrounds. Right. And what, I've, what I would like to do is take 50 of the greatest sites in the world, you saw the Colosseum in Rome. You could talk about go underwater in the Great Barrier Reef. You could go into a cave and study bats. You could go on Mars. All the uh, places that you can take kids that you would normally on a field trip, now they can travel around the world with it. It downloads onto any device, and you put it into that cardboard box, which we saw there, yep. and the kids put it to their head. And then they move around, and you see a 3D environment of that room. So if I could provide that, uh, that environment under the Great Barrier Reef where our turtle is, and the kids could see the turtle interact with the story, but then now be in that moment where they can turn around and learn about the coral reef. I'm going to have to stop you there because I need to have Alex to yeah. give a, an opinion on this as well. Um, so I think, it's, I think it's a lovely idea, and, and the concept really works for deploying, deploying all the STEM side of things, the kids working together, investigating, finding a solution, and using those skills really just lands so nicely, I think. <laughs> 300 um, pounds. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm particularly excited about your blue-footed booby, because if you ask my kids what's my favorite animal, it's, a, it's the red-footed booby. Oh, great. Oh. Yes, it really is. That was um, pretty cool. So I, th I think it's completely gorgeous. I, I wouldn't throw my hat in just because we're cooking a couple of STEM shows, which are very different, but they're just touching on, 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 on similar themes. So we try, we try to make sure we don't ever take on anything that could conflict with something else. Thanks. But it's, it's lovely. Thank you. Thank you. And Bob, yes. what do you reckon? Um, I like the look. I like what you're trying to do um, in terms of the educational part uh, of the show. Um, I like that it sits in, in, in kind of the rescue space. For us, what's very, very important is that it has the ability to translate off the screen. And this show, to me, doesn't really have that. Um, it, it doesn't have traditional rescue play. It seems more about um, the world around them versus them and what they're doing, at least the way you pitched it. And I know you only had five minutes. Um, but I didn't get kind of like what the rescue play is with your characters, which is what kids would emulate off the screen um, versus turtle facts. Right. Um, so for that reason, I don't think it's something proposed. He's so, like the Simon so Cowell, right? <laughs> we'll find out, yeah. <laughs> wow, you got our industry straight off, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Eric is looking super excited. Uh, is Eric going to get this, or Nigel, are you going to...? No, no, I, I'm, I'm happy, as always, to stand behind Eric. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so that means you have three months with Eric. I mean, hey. one more. Congratulations. Very excited. Well done. Oh, oh steady. You want a hand? Thank there you, you go. Thank you. All right. All right. Good. Okay. Well, that's who who has pitched? Has anybody here pitched to a broadcaster or whatever before? Hands up if you've done a pitch. It's terrifying, isn't it? And who's been pitched to? Oh yeah. <laughs> who's, who's pitched? Done both? Pitched, yeah. Who's done both? Hands up. <laughs> hey, versatile. Right. right. It's time for our second um, contender. 
And please welcome to the stage introducing a very nice project called Geek Girls. It's Letitia Milano. Girls is a transmedia series for girls aged 11 to 15. A team of four girls programmers competes against a team of boys in a game coding contest. And I see here oh, an error and a lot of questions. So now is the moment you can take your smartphone and scan my t-shirt, please. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I have only five minutes. I know, I, 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 I wasn't ready. I didn't know we had to participate. Okay. Keep going. All right, wait, wait, go ahead. Oh, wait, oh, there's, I can't, there's a light behind you. So, sorry, tell us. <laughs> For all people. This is why Geek Girls not only tells about a game coding contest, the game contest takes place in a real time, in a real life, that fans, so that fans can participate. Uh, oh. So, in Germany, kids get their first smartphones when they are nine or 10. From that moment, parents begin to lose control about the media their children consume. So Geek Girls goes where the audience is and makes a qualitative offer, and here's how. So before the series starts, the game coding contest will be announced. Users can sign up. They can watch first clips about the characters and follow them on social media. During the series, uh, the clips of the week become a linear episode. Users can follow the characters on social media in their chats, and important, at the online platform, they find coding tutorials and information about the contest. After the season, the season ends with a live event. Users can test the games and meet the characters. The best team wins a workshop with game designers, and the games can be downloaded from online stores. So why not older? Maybe you remember, this is the age of first times. So Geek Girls opens up these girls' minds so they can understand what other options are available to them. Yeah, this is really important. Better? Better. First, girls against boys. <laughs> So, Val would like to sign up the contest with her twin brother and his friend. But the boy says, girls encoding, no way. Val decides to find three other girls who can code. Bob has her crush on Val's brother, but he seems to be the only boy who doesn't see Bob. This is why she wants to become Val's best friend. But among the geeks, this beauty queen is the outsider. Val has already a best friend. Nikki doesn't like to work in a team. She doesn't like boys. Actually, she doesn't like even people very much. 
but she loves computers. Oh, and here's Sahai. She feels, she feels alone in safe Europe. For her, is coding the best language to communicate. As different as these girls, their goals and fears may be, they grow together and become a powerful team. And the boys want to go fun, but they don't want to lose against the girls, of course. I grew up in another time and as a Brazilian in a very chauvinistic society. But in Europe, 2018, girls are not growing up all that differently from me. They are presented with some narrow concept about how to be a woman. Look that. and a creative producer. I think this is an exciting and worthwhile project that can make a difference in people's lives. And I'm, I'm yes, sorry. I am We're sure. Okay. Okay, okay. sorry. We've got to be it's fair to everyone, so it's... This is the, the, the last one. <laughs> okay. okay, very quickly. Yeah. I'm sure geek girls can win an unconventional partners and become a powerful brand with a love of of seasons. So be a geek, be a partner. Thank you. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's not easy when English isn't your first language and you've got a dodgy PowerPoint. But well well done. Thank you very much. If stay, stay, stay up there and we'll we'll see what the panel say. Bob, is this something for you possibly? Um, uh, I have some thoughts and then I'll talk about it a bit. Um, so I know you had a, a dodgy uh, thing in English is not your first language. I'm going to be completely honest. I know everything that your show is about, except I truly honestly don't know what the show is about. Um, you had said it's a game contest, and so I thought it was going in a reality contest thing. Yes. And then you threw up these characters at the end, and I, have, I seriously don't know if it's a reality thing or a drama. Um, that being said, I love the world that you're playing in of girls so much so that we have a show on CBBS right now that's all about this to fight the problem that only 10% of the engineers in the world are women. Um, so I think it's really important. So I am very passionate about the world you're in. So I'm going to give a hundred pound bid just to know what the actual show is. Excellent. <laughs> and we'll go from there. Well done. Thanks very much, Bob. Hundred pounds from Bob so far. Alex, how about you? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I have to confess, I also struggled with understanding what the, what it's going to look like. Is it? It's a transmedia project. I understand the ambition behind it, but I can't visualize whether that's just a game show with live players who are also um, participating um, through inter an interactive um, app or whatever, or whether you've got these characters who are actually cast. Um, and so it's part scripted. I, I couldn't really work that out. Um, and, I, I, you know, to be completely honest, I was a little bit worried actually about the portrayal of, 
of, of the girls in a, in a funny sort of way because I feel like as the only woman on the panel, um, I understand where you're going with it and I think it's brilliant. We need to do as much of that as possible and help girls be confident in these areas where they're underrepresented. But um, I worry about calling it geek girls because I feel that that's very confining and so it sort of defines them as girls and as women just because of their interest in coding, um, which feels a bit two-dimensional to me. Okay. And the only other thing was, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure I want to see them against boys. I'd like to see them against anybody. Otherwise, I think it maybe pushes some of those stereotypes further. Okay, Alex, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I think what I was intrigued by is your pitching process that we've all got to slightly put more money into finding exactly what the programme is and whether it is a programme. Just one quick question. Do you see it as script? Is your idea that it's scripted? It's constructed, the show, or it's, or it's reality-based? No, no. It's scripted? It's scripted. And your target, can I ask two questions, is that right? Target audience, your target audience, your age group of your protagonists were uh, teens. Your target audience, where do you see the audience, age group of the audience? Uh, 11 to 15. Okay, okay. Um, I think it's a bit of a, it's not the area that uh, I'm particularly interested in. I think it's, a, I think there's lots of things in there that I, uh, I appreciate that you're trying to do, but it's probably not one for me. So it's a pass from, from Nigel at the moment. So. It's Bob with his 100 quid. Eric. You know, I, I, you did a great job in, in, in with all your faulty um, equipment. It's, it's really interesting. I think for me, it's a little narrow in its appeal. That age group can be a little difficult to find a slot in the commercial space. So unfortunately, I have to pass as well. Okay. okay, but you got a hundred pounds from from Bob there at the end, not yeah. not to be sniffed at. Well done, Leticia. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, thank you. And congratulations. And our third contestant, if you can call you that, is uh, Candy. Contestant. Candy Bloxham. <laughs> with her show, Rue and Blue. Um, so hi, I'm Candy. Um, I'm here to talk about Rue and Blue, Food Adventures for Two. It's an animated uh, preschool series about cooking and travel. Yay! So uh, there's Rue and Blue. Uh, they're the main hosts of the show. And uh, each, ooh, each, uh, each um, episode they're going to go to a new country and they're going to introduce kids to two simple recipes that they can try at home. So whether that is pumpkin fritters in Chile or summer rolls in Vietnam, um, the, the show is aiming to introduce kids to new foods, get them to try something new, um, uh, um, get something new um, teaches them basic food science, such as the ingredients, nutrients, or maybe how it's made or how it's grown. So this is the whole Room Blue crew. Um, childhood obesity is on the rise worldwide. In the UK, one in five kids is already overweight or obese before they even start school. If we can engage them with food and healthy eating from an early age, with fun characters in a fun way, it's a sure way to reduce this. Uh, they're already in the kitchen, they're making cupcakes and cookies with their parents, so there's no reason that they couldn't be making healthy dishes. So, Rue, she's our main cook and fact provider of the show. And this is Blue. Blue's always really eager to help and excited to try new dishes. And uh, what do all recipes need? They need seasoning, of course. And that's where these guys come in, the seasoned pirates. So they'll fly overhead in their seasoned blimp and they'll throw in salt and pepper and paprika and cumin, whatever a recipe needs to make it just delicious. 
Now, I'm going to have a bit of a serious note, because obviously kids cooking needs adult supervision, right? We don't want kids running around with knives. So that's where adult comes in. Uh, a hairy, not-so-scary creature that's there to chop, boil or fry. Um, Ruin Blue will shout, adult! And big hairy arms or hairy arms will come on screen. Um, and when, we're when it's time for the main cooking segment, uh, these little guys will come running, running across the screen. They're the hungry monsters, and they'll be shouting, hungry, hungry, feed me, feed me. Uh, they're eating machines, so then we know it's time for our main recipe. So uh, the main recipes are actually shot uh, from the side or overhead, similar to YouTube cooking videos at the moment. So we'll have Rue and Blue in the bottom thirds narrating what's going on and adults' hairy arms at the top preparing, chopping ingredients uh, for, for the recipe. What's the final ingredient? Um, well, that's actually me. So I worked on the first two hugely successful series of MasterChef Australia. I also worked on The Biggest Loser, where the focus was on nutrition and healthy eating. I managed the entire digital content team for those. Um, uh, so I really have a breadth of experience managing uh, a large food brand and food content. And it's a VT. Roo and Blue, food adventures for two. Roo and Blue, food adventures for two. Roo will cook. His lips. Roo and blue. is really structured and formulaic so they're going to be um, quite uh, uh, simpler and easier to produce though we'll be reusing about 10 to 15 percent of animation and by using motion graphics for the main cooking segments it's hopefully going to just reduce uh, reduce the amount of animation and just make it more cost effective to produce uh, from a digital propositions point of view we we'll obviously have a website and an app where we can have uh, recipe cards, cut down videos of the recipes, food quizzes, uh, facts. Uh, they could be used at home or teachers could even integrate them into schools. And from a licensing point of view, um, stuff like uh, utensils, aprons, cookbooks, working on points of sale uh, with supermarkets, fast moving consumer goods, even live cooking shows and schools. That's it, thank you. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to start at 500, so if we'll just leave now. <laughs> uh, Nigel. Uh, well done. Great pitch. Uh, absolutely nailed it, I think. Um, lovely characters. Design looked great. Uh, uh, the issues that everybody's had with trying to find food formats that you can, uh, that you can do for the preschool market, you know, there have been some successes, but there is still a great gap there. Uh, I would say you've absolutely nailed that. Um, and I love the, uh, the digital extensions, um, a very good package. I think that's something that you could easily pitch even now to a broadcaster. Um, and I'm certainly in for something. <coughs> we'll start at 500 quid. Alex, what do you reckon? Th that was a brilliant job. That was a fantastic pitch. Um, and um, what a great show. I love it. I think it's beautiful. And 
you know, I have to echo that in that it is, you know, everyone's trying to find the ingredients to try and um, educate kids about healthy eating in a way that's not prescriptive and patronizing. And I love your character designs. It's funny, you're delivering joy and interest, and it's a very nice format all around. Um, and I definitely like to bid as well. Um, and I'm going to um, see your 500 and raise you two more and take it to 700. Oh, wow. Eric. I don't think I have 700 left. No, it was a great pitch. It was really great. And echoing what Nigel said, it's, it's a really tough thing to do food and cooking for kids because not only the safety, but then so much of cooking is the sort of physical uh, results and the process. And you did a great job. But I'm afraid I can't top 700, so uh, I defer. Wow. So um, it's all up to you, Bob. Can you top 700? Are you a man, Bob? Well, technically I can in that I have 900 left. Um, I love this idea. I love this arena to the degree that I'm about to deliver my 52nd episode of a show about three characters flying around the world seeking out ingredients and cooking them. Yeah. <laughs> so for that reason, I can't. This is younger. This is, you know, and so they don't compete in the great world, but within Boat Rocker, they would compete head on. Yeah. Great. So, Alex, you're, you're currently winning. It's given uh, the other two guys a chance to just have a little think, really, about is something going on here, Eric? Are you no, no, no. I'm looking I, I'm at seeing some numbers. I feel like Price is Right. Whatever you are saying. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I'll definitely go another 100. Wow. Whoa. Okay. So, we're up to uh, 800. 800. This is getting serious now. You're going to have to start thinking about who you'd like to work with on this. You've got a lot of people here. You've got uh, Nigel, who runs this fairly big thing going on there, Nigel. I mean, you've got distribution, your rights holding, you're doing all these kind of things. So, Just you know. playing. Just playing. <laughs> Just playing. Yes, but do you have a 2D studio? Oh, sorry, two 2D studios. Oh, you see, we're getting beyond money and now into the reality of who you work with on these things. It's, so. it's called bitching. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Alex, um, well, I've just had the nod from our executive chair. Um, so um, I think that, um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll increase it by another 50. Ooh, so what are we at now? I'm, I'm, I'm eight, eight, 850. 850. All right, so uh, 850. 850 going once. Come on, Nigel. 850. Is that it? Is that no, it? No, 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 no. Come on. Uh, on. <laughs> 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 uh, 900, definitely. 900, okay. Uh, so, I think, uh, yeah, it's, this is serious now. You should match it. So, Mike. 900 from Nigel. Okay, 950. <laughs> <laughs> now, 1,000 pounds is just a guide. <laughs> uh, there, are, there are some fairly shady people in the audience who are just doing numbers to these people. So, just letting you guys know, whoever the controllers are out there. Um, so, what's that 950, Nigel? Um, uh, 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 950 is what's on the table, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to keep, keep this moving, so I know... Okay, I'll go through a thousand. Wow, okay. <laughs> thousand. Thousand. Are we going to break the ceiling, or are we going to stick at a thousand? Is Nigel going to get this? Are you going to let him do that? Where's Jenny? She's looking across. Jenny, where are you? 
Here. Jenny says no. Jenny's our imaginary friend. So does Neil. Friend. Neil says definitely no. Okay. No, I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go a thousand fifty. I'm sorry wow. about the fifty increments, but you know, Okay, thousand and fifty. You guys are having to make decisions quite quickly here, which doesn't normally happen. So no. we've got one thousand. 1,050, we're going to have to close this down any second now, so the next bid is going to be it. So 1,050, oh, is that going to be it? it? I'll, uh, I'll concede at 150. Okay, well, congratulations. Well done, Candy. Well done. Well done, great pitch. Well done. Uh, right, on, moving on swiftly, it's getting so exciting. Moving on to our fourth project. Uh, this is called Planet Z and here to It's from Finland. <laughs> yeah, it's from Finland. Finland. That, that, I know, that is my dog. It's, it's a Finnish Lappant. I had to use it. It's from Finland. It's a show from Finland, so... Oh, this, this is going to win, clearly. Put my dog up, yeah. If the chair wants it. Any chance to put that dog up. So to introduce it, please give a really warm welcome from Finland to Terry Van Nahan. Hello, everybody. I'm here to present you a show called Planet C. Uh, it's based on the comics of Maria Björklund, and she's also working as a screenwriter and uh, director of the show, so really creator-driven show. And so what is Planet C about? It's about the diverse creatures of a bizarre planet uh, facing the everyday challenges of trying to get along, very relevant topic at the moment about uh, diversity and tolerance. It's for six to nine-year-olds, uh, a generally gender-neutral series, seven-minute format. Uh, it's non-dialogue, and it works both with and without voiceover, so broadcasters can choose which way to go. And here you can see some of the creatures living on the planet. They have very different kind of personalities uh, and uh, very funny surviving skills on the planet. And it's a bit like a nature documentary. So we go to the different places on the planet. Uh, so the first season will have 12 main characters. They have two to four of their own episodes. And they also visit each other's uh, episodes as supporting characters. And here's some of them. Showing them too quickly. But as an entry point to the show is Mandelbrot, it's the narrator, uh, and he can travel between dimensions, so he's been to planet Earth as well. Uh, but he's kind of like a bad narrator. He, uh, he makes really bad comparisons between planet C and planet Earth because he doesn't really know what our, did he didn't really understand everything about our planet, right? And he's a bit like a kid about to reach puberty and full of opinions and attitudes and has some old crutches with some of the uh, creatures on the planet, so it doesn't always sympathize with the uh, characters you'd expect. But he's really excited to show off his planet for us Earth creatures. Uh, so the key thematic question really is how to, how to get along with others when they are so different from you. And I think we all can relate with this, and it's more nuanced in kids' lives. Um, but, and more contrasted on planet C, but story, you can easily relate with the stories. And ultimately, how to see strength uh, in the differences. Uh, the pilot episode we have is about Torah over here. Uh, it's, uh, 
about to eat an egg, but what happens? This pink creature called Pinky comes out. It's really bad tasting. Um, and uh, it's really annoyingly cheerful and optimistic. And uh, Torah is a rather like a crumpy loner. So let's see a little bit of their dynamics. <laughs> they get along in the end. Uh, there's another angle to the theme is the fruits of labor, the boo-boo. Uh, the bunny looking guy has to figure out like, should it, it wants those fruits, but should it try to be selfish and act alone and try to get them all to himself? Or should he teamwork with these Urpis creatures here? We'll find out in the episode how it turns out. Uh, and then we got uh, another episode about Moo that is isolated by its herd. And uh, will he tolerate intolerance in the show? That's the, uh, oh, in the episode? That's the big question. Um, and we got a game demo uh, for a mobile game. I can show you a little clip, but I'll move forward because I'm running out of time. And it's, about, it's called Team Up, and you have to use the special skills of the different creatures in coordination to pass through the level. And this is for the pilot episode, and we can make one for the each episode to really go with the show. So, it's pretty good, I'll show it to very end. <laughs> uh, and now we're back to Tora. What can Tora do? What Pinky Down can't do? Pinky is in trouble. Well, Tora. All right, so Tora can grow. Yes. Uh, all right, so we've got plenty of things done already, and the twist here is that we actually have a TV rights distributor already on board, Monster from Entertainment, but we got the licensing rights available, and we also got, uh, you can join in as a co-producer as well. Um, and yeah, okay. that's it. Thank you very much. Thank Sorry. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you first this time, if that's okay. I mean, just the point that Terry made there about the distributor on yeah, board, yeah. is that a problem for you? Yeah, it's a problem for us. <laughs> um, but uh, so we wouldn't, we, I wouldn't throw my hat in because you've got distribution. Monster's fantastic, Andrew's great, so you're yeah. in really good hands. Um, but it's lovely, beautiful, funny designs. I think it looks really intriguing. And uh, all I'd say is it's, it's, it's good that you're having the option of narration as well because it's it is so hard to sustain seven minute storylines with with no dialogue it, it is it is very difficult sometimes but it's great that it's comedy driven and the only other thing i'd say is for me it skews a little bit younger than your six to nine um but great job thank you so much that's great thank you alex um eric we'll come to you next well for the same reason as, as alex i think we have distribution so that's difficult but it is so beautiful in its color palette and it's uh 
we have another project from Finland, and I don't know what goes on in the winter there, but <laughs> you guys make some pretty cool stuff. So I'm sorry it's not for us for that distribution reason, but man, it's, it's really stunning. My question would be, non-dialogue and voiceover. Voiceover with narration always tends to go really young for preschool, and mm. why no dialogue? Well, it's sort of in the DNA of the project itself. Mm that the creatures don't speak. Only Mandelbrot is the humanoid type of creature there. Mm, 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 mm. So, and they wouldn't talk about like going to school or any, so it's, it's the, the animals. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So it's passed from you yes. to Eric Bob. Have I done you? No, uh, no you have not. <laughs> um, so this type of project is right up my alley. I love the look. I love the tone. I love weird shit, and this is weird. <laughs> um, I, I, I disagree with Alex on the, the age of it, though, um, for the reason that I used to work with a brand called Kid Robot, um, which really was about the combination of cute and just really messed up together and, and that created the magic and I think it's, it's sprinkled here. Um, I do have an issue with the monster thing. Um, it would not be insurmountable if they were open to a co-venture. Maybe, you can ask. So I'll give you 200 pounds to ask. How about wow. that? <laughs> <laughs> That's Thank you, Bob. And Nigel, finally. Uh, great look. Uh, the comics are actually quite edgy, aren't they? The, uh, the original source material, yeah, which I suspect is dictating your age pitch for it. Yeah, so the, the originally for young adults. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen some of the sorry, stuff, yeah. Um, I, 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 I know where, I can see where Bob's coming from. I think uh, just voiceover or no uh, dialogue track for this age group, I think it's quite a tough call. Um, uh, I think it looks fantastic, and I agree with Eric, the palette's great. Probably not for me, but thank you. Okay, so 200 quid from Bob, is, uh, that's the final bid, I guess. But well done, Terry. Right, and uh, wow, we're nearly, we're nearly out of time. We've got our final pitch, and it's a show called or a concept called Young and Mighty. And to pitch it is a young man, who's, I'm sure he's mighty too, um, Henry, Henry Patterson. Henry, would you like to get up and see it? Hello, uh, just before I start, I do have a bit of a stammer, so if I do stammer, uh, then just go to Starbucks and get a coffee and I, and I might be done by then. Um, <laughs> So when I was 10, I set up uh, my first business, Not Before Tea, based around um, a book I wrote. And I, business was great for me, but um, school was a different story. Um, I got bullied a lot at school, which led to me getting uh, this stammer. It was, it, um, it, it was really hard for me. And I started to get loads of letters from people um, who had a similar story to me, um, and I kind of used business as a backbone. So later on, uh, last month in fact, I wrote my second book, which is also called uh, Young and Mighty, um, and it was just stocked in Waterstones last month, so I'm really excited. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, and it features advice uh, from Sir Richard Branson um, and Mike Krieger, the founder of Instagram. And it's, um, and it's been kind of um, my main project for the past year. Um, and, um, and the show is a very, very, very similar format to the book. Um, so here it goes. Oh, that is not my laptop. <laughs> this is my book, Young and Mighty, the ultimate secret weapon for any budding young entrepreneur. This book is full of ways to double your pocket money or start a business. It contains advice from lots of cool business leaders such as Sir Richard Branson, The Dragons and Mike Krieger, the founder of Instagram. The show will bring this development of ideas to life. Here goes. Young and Mighty, the show where budding young entrepreneurs turn their idea into a product and hopefully get it stocked at the UK's biggest retailer, John Lewis. So we really do have a working out, so we better get straight into it. And for you guys at CMC, this is the format. First, we invite young creators aged between 10 to 15 years old to send in a video telling us about their idea. They will work in pairs so it can be business partners or one entrepreneur and a friend to bounce off. They are then invited to meet us and four pairs are chosen. The show will be divided into at least three episodes. The first one is turning their idea into a thing. I would invite Richard Branson as the guest for this section to guide the entrepreneurs on pricing and product development. I see my role as a cross between Paul Hollywood and Alan Sugar, listening, questioning and keeping it relaxed. The next episode is all about branding, storytelling, and giving the product its identity. I would invite a marketing expert to help with this one. They would go out and do some product testing too. The final episode shows the teams receiving their finished products. I will ask Mary Portis to come in and help with the product display and preparation for the big launch in store. This can be a competition to, to see whose products the store manager thinks has the most potential. Um, so who's the target audience? So it would be people um, aged between 10 to 16 years old um, who just want to um, who just want to start a business. Um, and it, um, and it would be great for families as well. The one thing for me is it just shows that you don't have to be um, great, uh, great at school and academics and that it isn't everything to be able um, to be creative and do something that you love. Um, and why me? Uh, there's a song by Lady Gaga, I don't know if you've heard it. Um, and the lyrics are, I'm blonde, I'm skinny. Well, I'm actually none of those things. Um, so that basically means I'm relatable. Um, and I really think it's... <laughs> I got dared to, to um, I uh, got dared to actually sing that song. So I've now just won myself a cuddly sloth. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and I think it's really important that you are 
relatable when speaking to young people. Um, and I am also a young entrepreneur myself. Um, and I've created three businesses, uh, sold one, and one just got investment last month as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, so thank you very much. I'm happy to take any questions from you guys. Well done. Wow. Yeah, wow. You know what, I think we just need a fifth chair on the panel. You're yeah. in the wrong bit. You should have been down here. That's, uh, that's absolutely wonderful. Uh, guys, I mean, who wants to jump in on that? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Henry, well done. Uh, fantastic. It obviously borrows uh, a few format points from some other well-known formats, but what makes it very special is you mm -hmm. and uh, how inspirational you are, clearly, to everybody that's here, but obviously to a potential audience. Uh, I love the idea. Uh, I think it's something that would be a great format if you could find other people. It's not going to be a show internationally that does well, but in its local markets will do well. Format, I'll come straight in at 7.50. Okay. I think we're going to need an extension. We've got 10 minutes, so um, Eric? Dude, you amaze me. It's so cool. So bravo. I'm in for 800. Okay. Uh, Henry, I just that was I love your confidence. I found that incredibly inspiring and um, I think it's a brilliant idea and and who better to champion it than someone like you who's doing what you're doing. It's incredible. I wish I'd been like that at your age. Um, but um, it's not really something for us because it's, we have to always look at things which are going to work all over the world and it's difficult with formats like this. I really hope that you can pair up with a great broadcaster in this country who's going to help you make this brilliant as well. That's what I think it needs. But Congratulations. So, so great. Thank you. And uh, Bob? Um, you're hilarious and you're awesome. And uh, as, as a bullied kid myself, I love where you're taking this from um, and that you've overcome that. And I admire your courage and you're amazing. Um, mm. So I love everything about you. Mm -hmm. um, the show is, it's not for us, but I'm going to let you take all their money mm -hmm. and I'm going to let you call me anytime and I'm going to give you all the free advice that you want of who to meet, who to talk to, and I'll introduce you to anybody that you need to know. Great. So it's, I mean, Eric's up there at, uh, at 800 quid. I know that uh, Nigel has been a broadcaster across so many different channels and understands where this kind of show can sit, I guess, Nigel. Uh, yes. I mean, it does, uh, for the reasons these guys aren't in, there is an issue that it's obviously a domestic, if you want to look at it as a domestic title, you're not looking international, it's potentially format. You've got to find other, other Henrys uh, to make that show successful. Uh, there aren't too many plays in the UK, <laughs> um, uh, but it's worth it's worth at 900 quid. So, right, wow, okay. So, Eric, Nigel has just uh, has just jumped 100 pound up on you. I'll go 950, Nigel. Okay, 950. <laughs> so, so. 950. Okay, so Zodiac, Zodiac Kids have 950. Great big distributor. Okay, we've got to, we've got to go to the thousand, haven't we? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Right, so Nigel is up at a thousand. You've got uh, two people really excited about uh, about the format and the show. Uh, Eric's looking around the room trying to figure out what he should do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kind of talking to give him a chance to think. And uh, we'll see what Eric says. I, I think I got a hold. Sorry, I, I, it's yours, Nigel. Sorry. Okay. I'm delighted. Yeah. Yeah. Nigel, for a thousand.
John Henry. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations, Henry, and uh, thank you to all of our uh, our pitchers today. To Shabnam, Patricia, Candy, Terry, and of course Henry. And thank you to our dragons. Thank you very much for putting so much money on the line. Thank you.